Hello, everyone. Hello. And welcome to Callaway Cast. I'm Candace. I'm Tyler. And let's go ahead and just jump into it. We'll go ahead and start with our anime news. Anime news. Uh, well, as soon as I find it, uh, Keanu Reeves' Berserker, not be to be confused with Berserk, uh, anime series is going to be animated by Production IG. Has, well, that's good. Has two seasons planned. So, you know, if you if you like Keanu Reeves and who doesn't probably gratuitous amounts of violence, who doesn't? <laughs> there you go. Anything on your end? Uh, I have one thing, but I want to save it for last. Oh, I hope it's not this thing that I'm about to say. It might be. <laughs> uh, Junji Ito. Okay, Junji Ito has won the Eisner Award. For his lovesickness manga. That's awesome. Right? So congratulations to Junji Ito. Right? Uh, that's that's pretty much it on my end. Yeah, mine is a little bit of unfortunate news, which is why I wanted to save it for last. Um, the creator of the manhwa uh, solo leveling has unfortunately and unexpectedly passed away. Um, so... Yeah, yeah, I know that series is getting a lot of hype recently. Mm -hmm. It's also getting an anime adaptation next year, so likely we'll, we will not see a continuation of it, so we will just have to enjoy the season that we get yeah. for it. And, yeah, I hope the best for their family and for their fans that will be missing them. Yeah. Yeah. But that's really all the news we have this week, so yeah. and end on a little bit of a sour note. But uh, sometimes you gotta. Yeah. But with that, let's go ahead and get into the main content of the anime. These episodes always end up being a little bit on the longer side. Um, I'm oh, actually I'm actually not sure this one is gonna be on <laughs> the longer side. Well, let's get into what we're watching this anime season. The summer of 2022. Yeah. So, I thought we were going to have a lot more to watch this season. You know, I did too. It felt like there was going to be a lot more to watch this season. And then we started watching things and we're just kind of like, okay, there's a couple things. There's there's some things. I can watch this, I suppose. Yeah, there's definitely things that we can watch, but there are things that we probably wouldn't be watching had this been a more exciting season. Yeah. Well, that and we don't exactly have access to the, the platform that has all the good shows. It only has two shows that I think look even remotely interesting, and one is one that I probably wouldn't be interested in. And those are the two shows on High Dive. So one is the one about the vampires. The Call of the Night. Which I think I would be interested in. Yeah. I think I would very much be enjoying that series. Uh, the other one is about a guy who has, I guess he's like in some kind of like magic academy or something. And he's partnered up with this big titty goth woman who uh, absorbs mana by having sex with him. What? Yeah, that's the other really big one on High Dive this season. What? Yeah. <laughs> Alright. That's the one I've seen I, everybody I, talking I, about. I haven't heard anything about that. What's that one called? I don't know. <laughs> Just, I've seen so many clips from it already. 
And I'm just like, of course people are watching this. Okay. So, Big Titty Fantasy Woman. The anime. I mean, I'm looking at, like, the thumbnails, and the only one I see is uh, a harem in another world with looks like a big titty girl. Let me see. Which one? This one on the right. Nope, it's the one above it. It's that one above it. Yeah. Oh, that one eh, looks like trash. Yeah, it is trash, <laughs> I'm sure, but people are watching it. So we are n not watching anything that are, is currently on High Dive since well, we don't have the platform. Well, High Dive also has the fourth season of Don Machi. Yeah, so but not I'm not watching gonna, that. I'm not going to be able to watch that. I haven't watched the third season of Don Machi. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first two seasons in the movie. And I was like, this is a pretty good it. This is better than I thought it would be. Yeah. And that was my review of it. <laughs> Mmm, I don't mind the taste. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also popped up in my Facebook memories of that time we went to go see the Don Machi movie, and he made friends with the guy in the theater because he was asking who else is playing the gotcha king. <laughs> right? And I was just like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> <laughs> so that popped up in my memories. Gotcha, from like, gotcha brings people together, okay? Yeah, back when people actually hung out at movie theaters. Mm-hmm. But with that, uh, let's go ahead and get into the ones from the Crunchyroll list, because those are ones that we have had the ability to check out, and which ones we have chose to check out, and which ones we have chose to ignore, I guess. Yeah. Because we, here at Kawaii Cast, we judge books by their covers. And their titles. I do it by what's on the inside. <laughs> Sometimes. I, just... I, I say, as I said literally not more than five minutes ago, that show looks like trash. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into what's on the watch list right now. So I'm just going to go down the list. Okay. I'll and look... I'm just looking at my anime list. So I'm looking at Crunchyroll, so I'll let you start off then. Uh, well, first off, we got The Devil is a Part-Timer. Yeah, so, confession time. I never finished the first season of that anime. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also, confession time. I have finished it, but not all in the same order. Mm -hmm. So I was planning on going and re-watching it yeah. before I watched the new <laughs> season. So I'm not watching the new season yet. Yeah, so I'm not watching the new season yet either. And the thing is, I think both of us thoroughly enjoyed The Devil is a Part-Timer. Yeah. We both thought it was a great anime. Uh, we love the fact that it's like McDonald's versus KFC. I think genuinely there's a lot to love about it, but I never finished it. <laughs> right. So, oh. so I'm, I'm not watching season two right now because of that. Well, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> a great show that neither of us are watching. We're off to a good start. <laughs> Subarashi. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's go on to the next one on the list. <laughs> next one on the list. Uh, Overlord, fourth season. Confession time. <laughs> <laughs> I never finished season three of Overlord. <laughs> Me either. 
fantastic start. <laughs> it was such a good show. And I watched like the first three episodes of season three and just thought I'll get back to this later. <laughs> and later never came. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm not watching Overlord Part 4. <coughs> oh, I'm dying. <laughs> but I love Overlord. <laughs> right? That's that's another one that I also need to catch up on <laughs> watching the new season. So we are off to a fat... This is why we bitch about the anime seasons being bad. Is that we don't take the preemptive ability to catch up on the things we know... We need to catch up on before the new season starts. Right. Instead, I watched Golden Kamui from beginning to end again pretty recently. Right. Uh, speaking of another series that neither of us is caught up on, that's also got a season this season. Uh, ep- yeah, season. Season this season. Season this anime season. Made in the abyss. Made in abyss not the abyss i knew what i was where talking is about. that one streaming i don't know i think it might be amazon Th- it might be high dive it might be high dive because <laughs> i think high dive got the rights to made in abyss that's that's true but, and we, but neither of us saw the movie yeah for the most part we were caught up except for the film and i've seen the most heartbreaking scene in the film so i know how the movie ends but i haven't watched the movie yet yep so continuing series just really isn't up there for us right now. Mm-hmm. But these were all things that very people were very, very hype about. And I'm glad people were hype about, because they're all good shows. Same with Classroom of the Elite, which got a new season this season. Uh, same with... I'm sure there's a few others. I have a confession to make. Mm-hmm. I don't know if or what the difference is between Classroom of the Elite and Kakegurui, and at this point I'm afraid to ask. (laughs) I mean, Kakegurui is about gambling. Is that what the Classroom of the Elite is about? I thought it was. It might be. All, as far as I know, they both have, like, they're both schools or whatever, and they both have, like, the red blazers. Well, one is, uh... It doesn't look like it's about gambling. It, it has like a cash prize subplot, but it doesn't look like it's about gambling. Kakegurui, people watch it because it's hot chicks making crazy ass faces. It's what happens if every single rich yandere in Japan ended up going to school together. The main character of Kakegurui is a guy. I don't know his name. The fandom doesn't know his name. We know he has a name. I'm not sure <laughs> if he does anymore. Actually, I'm pretty sure they call him the school dog at this point. Out, outside of that, they call him uh, near hentai protagonist. Yeah, like he literally nobody knows who this guy is. Everybody watches Kakegurui for the yandere bitches that make crazy ass faces and are willing to sell their souls to the devil just for entertainment. All right. And panty shots. There we go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm not caught up on Classroom of the Elite. I am, one I am caught up on that is simulcasting this season, but I'm not watching it, is Rent-A-Girlfriend season two. Hey, you know what? I'm also caught up and not watching it. <laughs> 
And you liked that one. I I liked it, but then like there was news that came out about it on like like the about the manga, mm-hmm. and I was just like, mm, boy, this is rough. I oh I yeah, don't I, I can't. Know, I know exactly what you're talking about. The swim swimming pool scene, among others. Yeah, <laughs> like. Mm, yeah, no, I could have told you that if, from episode one. If if there was going to be any amount of, like, character growth in the main character, I might have been willing to stick with it. But with that... Again, nobody knows his name. Nobody's it, watching it for him. It's it's like Kazuya, I think. It's, it's such a bad anime with such great characters. It's what it is. Yeah. I didn't like Rent-A-Girlfriend because I genuinely can't stand the idea that all four of these girls... Who are all eights here? I will fight on this hill. Mommy is a good character, you guys. They're all fighting over the worst possible protagonist that could ever exist in anime or manga, ever. And it just makes the show unwatchable for yep. me. Yep, pretty much. So, like... He literally had zero redeeming qualities. Why, <laughs> why do you like this kid? Because they relate to him. They have redeeming qualities. <laughs> you don't know that. I'm pretty sure. People have stopped listening to this episode because I said that. <laughs> well, there we go. There we Because we're not watching any of the continuing anime this season. <laughs> yep, that's, that's it. So let's get into the new anime. Unless there is a continuing series that you're watching this season. I... Mm, no. No. I don't think there is. I, I'm literally not watching season two or above of anything. Everything I'm watching is brand new. Ah, oh, season two. This is another one that I did want to actually finish. Mm-hmm. Season one. Of course, I'm not caught up. Shadow's House. I really, yeah. I really liked it. I want to finish one, and I want to watch season two this season as well. So, other than that. One that I am going to watch, because it drops the day after we recorded this episode... It's not really a season two, but it is a continuation. Uh, Sasaki and Miyana OVA, OVA dropped this week. Mm-hmm. Way sooner than we were expecting. We got the announcement of the OVA like two weeks ago. And then we got the announcement that it's dropping this week. And we're like, really? You're like, what? So I will be watching the Sasaki and Miyano OVA. That's the closest thing I have to watching a continuing series I have this season. Yeah. So, and I hope it's a good... I don't know if the OVA is going to be focused on the like the B-plot characters the spin-off series basically or if the OVA is supposed to be the graduation arc but I'm excited for it either way so let's get into the new anime because I think the new anime is really where our focus has been this season Yeah. I drank like half of this drink and I'm a little buzzed so <laughs> Forgive me, you guys. We're, we're going to find out how we are going to be at the end of the, mm-hmm. the episode. Halfway there. Anyway, let's get into the new anime. Yeah, what what are you watching? So, there is one that on my anime list is ranking at about a 6 out of 10. And you know what? I think it comfortably fits there, in my opinion. I watched the first three episodes, kind of hoping that it would turn itself around. Because the thing is, I love the concept of this anime when they pitched the idea to me i loved the idea the character aesthetics are very very much card game levels of guess the protagonist but i kind of like the weird character aesthetics in this and i kind of like the whole like 
merging between modern day art style with traditional Japanese historical like setting, I thought it had a lot of potential, but ultimately it sits there in the most generic shonen of the season. And that is uh, Shine On Bakamatsu Boys. And genuinely, I don't think this anime is bad by any means. It's just very, very generic. Like, the premise of the show is that the key members of the Shinsengumi have been murdered all of a sudden by some unknown enemy. And in order to save face of the reputation of the Shinsengumi due to the time that we're currently nearing the end of the Bakamatsu period and the entire, like, culture of Japan is kind of sitting there at a very delicate balance, the surviving member decides to recruit literal people on death row to fill in the places of the key member of the Shinsengumi and pretend to be those members until they can get some kind of political advantage against their enemies. Basically just trying to not let the word get out that the key members have all died. And the big shonen twist of this is that the souls of the key members have all possessed their swords and are basically helping their substitutes learn the ways of, like, their own personal views of what it means to be a samurai. By every time they feel like their substitute does anything that fits with their code or their morals or whatever, their sword will glow and they get cool shonen abilities because of that. You leveled up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a really interesting premise. And one that I was really excited about. The character designs look like they're straight from Shaman King. So I wasn't expecting this to be a historical drama by any means. I was expecting a typical battle shonen series, but set in a historical drama time period. And it is also interesting to see which swords they chose for each of the members to be the representative, particularly Okita Soji's representative sword being Ichimonji. And for those of you who are literary nerds, you will know that Okita Soji didn't actually own an Ichimonji sword, but the reason many people believe he did is because in the early 1900s, there was a famous Japanese author who wrote a novel about Okita Soji claiming he had an Ichimonji sword. So it is interesting that this anime is going with that version of Soji as opposed to the historically accurate version. But yeah, this anime is filled with a lot of little gems and moments that are genuinely enjoyable to watch. But the bulk of the series is filled with the most generic shonen bullshit I've ever seen. From characters who are trying to get revenge because this man murdered my parents to I'm getting or I'm an assassin who has a dark, deep past to I'm a girl that doesn't want to be treated like a girl to things like that. Like all the characters kind of have these very basic tropes to them and none of them are written in any kind of interesting way that really does make each episode just feel kind of predictable and boring. And kind of the way that most people describe how Demon Slayer is mid, this series is what you guys are describing. It really is the definition of mid. It's not bad by any means, but it's also just not super entertaining. And I think it's a shame considering that you can tell the person behind this project probably wanted this to be a kind of a passion series about their love of the Shinsengumi and historical Japanese knowledge, as well as literary knowledge combined with a bit of a modern aesthetic. And this could have been that series. This could have been one of those series easily selling 
anime merch and figures, and they even got TM Revolution to sing the opening song for it. So it's it's the definition of like it, it has drip. it has some power behind it. Yeah, it just is kind of bogged down. Yeah, it's even complete with a whole Yamato scene from the very beginning. Like it's it's just very very vanilla, but dressed up to appeal to the kids, I guess. And I just don't find it interesting. I think it's a lot of the things that people have complained about with the reboot of Shaman King, where it's just not quite hitting those like feelings that it has the potential to hit. So I do think if you're looking for something that's just basic shonen fun, this show's not a bad watch, but it's also not the first thing I would reach for this season. I will probably continue to watch it because I am curious and I do really like historical shonen, so I want to see if they go anywhere with this, but I'm not holding my breath for it at all. Okay. So, uh, with that, let's go ahead and talk about something you're watching this season. Uh, something I'm watching? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me find something I'm watching. Uh, how about Licorice Recoil? Have you watched any of that? I have not, but I've watched one of the scenes from this <laughs> Oh, which scene did you watch? The one where the two girls are fighting over the one guy. <laughs> fighting over the one guy. Unless that's not the anime I'm thinking of. I think that's a different one. It's probably a different anime. No, I'm not watching this one. Uh, I mean, there is two girls, obviously, but I'm sitting here like, what guy? There's no guys in this show. What? <laughs> huh? <laughs> I feel like the character designs look really familiar, is why I thought that. No, I'm not watching this one. Yeah. Um, this one's... I, I think you might like it. Um, it is about uh, these girls, and they're called Licorice, but they are... They're kind of like a, a crime-fighting thing, like, force. Oh, you know, was... like like behind like undercover crime fighting like secret agent kind of bullshit. Mhm. You know? Is this the one where one of the episodes got canceled? Uh no. Oh, okay. That's another one. Um but but the main story uh follows it like it follows uh one girl who she's like at the the main headquarters or whatever and she ends up gunning down a bunch of arms dealers. You know, and because of this, one of her teammates was kind of in the crossfire. Didn't get injured, but, you know, she was in the crossfire. So the main girl is kicked out of the main headquarters to be sent off to, you know, like one of the fringe places to, to train under this other girl. Who was apparently well known as like one of the best licorice you know, so now now they're kind of in this position, and you know, this is just three episodes in, but they're in this position where they are trying to find the rest of the arms dealers because the ones that she shot down weren't the main arms dealers. Like, the, arm, the, the deal went down before she got there and gunned down a bunch of guys. So now they're trying to hunt down like the main people. Yeah. It's it's cool. It's fun. I like it. I gotta bug your cat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, it does sound really cool. Uh, I think I misjudged this one because I thought it was an anime that I saw a clip of, 
and I guess that's not a clip from that show. So. Uh, now I'm kind of curious which show you're talking I about. I am too, because I saw a show that was like two girls basically having this incredible like Sakuga fight, and the whole time they're like fighting over one guy. So, and I'm like, man, this scene would be really awesome if they weren't fighting for that guy. Yeah, probably. So, one I'm also tempted to check out, but I haven't, and I feel like you might have checked this one out, because this kind of seems like the kind of show you would like, is Dropkick on My Devil. I've seen the first season. Yeah? It's amusing. It's it's one of those shows that you definitely don't take it seriously. You're yeah. just in there just for the lols. I've seen so many clips from this show for one reason and one reason only. Because Hatsune Miku is in it. Yeah, yeah. That's... She's literally a character in the show now. Yeah. I will say I appreciate this anime for keeping Hatsune Miku's actual voice as the voice for the character. Mm-hmm. And not just going with a generic cute anime voice. Right. Like the whole scene where she like steals her leak and then gives her like a hundred yen for it. And she's just like... <laughs> and M- M- Miku's just like... I paid 90 yen for that league. <laughs> so Profit. it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's such a cute scene. And I've also seen Nendroids for the main serpent girl that looks absolutely hilarious. Joshine. Yeah. So I'm like... Yeah. It, it, it's, like I said, it is one of those shows, You're. It, it's definitely not serious. You just, you're just in it for some mindless laughs. Yeah, and I think the initial scene with Hatsune Miku was so popular they included her in more episodes. Because mm-hmm. I've seen a, a couple of scenes with her in it, and I gotta say, it's absolutely brilliant to see Hatsune Miku finally in an anime, considering she's been dominating the anime industry for a long time. For real. But also, it made me realize how aged the anime community is, since there's a lot of Gen Zers that apparently didn't know who Hatsune Miku was outside of her merchandise. What? Yeah. A lot of people were asking, like, a lot of Gen Zers in particular were, like, commenting on these clips and videos being like, why does she sound like a robot? Why does she have a robot voice? And it's like, do you not know who Hatsune Miku is? Oh, boy. You freaking children. Oh, boy. Young, young ones. Oh, my yeah, God. The young weebs. If you ever want to feel old... Get into any thread talking about Hitsune Miku because of this show. So, uh, let's move on to one that I know that we are both watching because this anime is absolutely fantastic. My roommate was completely turned off by this art style though, so she will not be watching this with me, but it's one that I am genuinely enjoying, and that is Yurei Deko. Oh yeah, this one's fun. This one is fun. So this one takes place in a future where everybody basically has uh, augmented reality installed into their eyes. Uh, it does say that if you don't want to do the surgery, you can wear glasses that mm-hmm. have the augmented reality. So yeah, not everyone has it like cybernetically implanted. But the but it is basically required by law that everyone has the augmented reality. Yeah, and that basically everybody is now living on an economy based entirely on social media, where likes and all of that are your currency. In this world, it's called love. However, this introduces a problem for people who are completely off the grid and now thus have no way of gaining any love or currency because 
according to the system, they don't exist. Yeah, and, and that's whether they have been born outside of the system or whatever other reason, but they're just... Yeah, they're, they basically don't exist, according yeah. to the government. And so there's a strange phenomenon happening where certain people are seeing their love completely depleted all within the same area, and it basically leads the main character named Barry to investigate looking into why people's love is disappearing. She's a bit of a minor hacker herself, creating ways to sneak out of class and various other things where she discovers these people that are basically ghosts according to the system and ultimately join their ranks, these people known as the Yure. And ultimately this show is just gorgeous as hell. It's a lot of fun. It really has a lot to say about the whole idea of how much our society is dependent on social media and viewership and how many people are desperate to become influencers or how many people are desperate to hide their true selves as some of the people in this uh, augmented reality use their love in order to hide their true appearance and act purely as an avatar in this world yeah. and you can even change what the world itself looks like based on how much love you have available so certain features are unlocked. The poor and the rich basically get to enjoy the life of escaping reality as much as possible. Yeah. So if you're a... It's... It's, it's, it's very cyberpunk-esque. Mm-hmm. Like, at least storyline-wise. But it also... The, the style isn't necessarily cyberpunk, It's literally if Instagram became a reality. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I love it, though. It's, it's, it's great. It's so much fun. It is such a good show, and I'm loving the hell out of it. And considering how close we are to that kind of reality where a lot of influencers are very dependent on people seeing them more as avatars than as real humans, I am very interested to see what the ultimate message of this show is. And considering that Barry's parents are both uh, kind of moderators for reality, basically, like... They get to choose what gets deleted and what stays, and that's something that's very that's, real on social yeah, that's, media. That's but... also another theme of the show, is mm -hmm. like, hey, if we delete all of the bad shit that happens so nobody sees it, does this bad shit really exist? Yeah, it's like, if you could get Zuckerberged in real life. Yeah, it so... is It is crazy bonkers, and I love it. Yeah, it is a fantastic show, and it's one that I highly recommend if you're not watching anything else this season, at least from the new shows, this is the one that I absolutely recommend people keep an eye out on. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, my roommate's not a fan of the art style, so she's not watching it, but I I think she's missing out. Yeah. So, uh, moving on to another one that I know we're both watching. I finished the newest episode of this this morning, and that is a Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. This one's so cute. My Both of my roommates are really enjoying this one. You know my one roommate who is obsessed with anything that mixes Yakuza with anything fun? Yeah. Believe it or not, he has not watched Hinamatsuri. What? And I'm like, that's the ultimate Yakuza anime. You, you need to just sit him down and be like, look, buddy. Watch Hinamatsuri. You're watching this with me <laughs> right. right now. <laughs> But yeah, he's loving this one so far. Uh, this one is 
It seems like once a season now, we're getting anime that are based on basically like full grown men having to take on the responsibility of being a dad. Mm-hmm. We got that a bit with Spy Family. Uh, we also got that with the uh, Japanese sweets anime that came out last an- or last season. Yeah. Uh, Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting is this season's version of that, but it seems to be packaged in something that is likable for almost anybody. And I would say it's the middle ground between those two series. It's obviously going to be enjoyable to see a Yakuza crime lord taking on the responsibility of watching an innocent little girl... See, that's the weird part, though, is, like, he's not even the crime lord. He's, yeah. he's like, the right-hand man of the crime lord. But the, the crime lord also seems, like, almost less terrifying. <laughs> right? And then the boss, it's, like, the boss's daughter. So, you know, he's, the boss is just like, look, you're gonna watch after my daughter for a bit. If you don't, I'll kill you. It's not quite as generally appealing as Spy Family, but if you're missing Spy Family this season, I think this is going to be an anime that will tide you over until Spy Family Part 2 comes out. Yeah. I really like the messages of the show of the idea that, like, you tend to behave differently around kids than you would adults. Like, the life that you spend a lot of your early years developing into the kind of adult that you'll eventually be you tend to hide those things from kids because you want kids to shape and become their own independent people who aren't going to grow up to be exactly like you. So you always try to put on some kind of disguise or better personality to make little kids look up to you. And this is kind of the extreme version of that. Yeah. Like, I talk to adults very differently than I talk to kids. When I hang out with my four-year-old niece, I'm not talking about the adult problems that are happening in my life. I want to know what she's interested in and I want to be involved in the things that she likes, whether it's dragons or princesses or her latest soccer meetup or her dance recital or whatever, whatever. And this is just that painted into a very palatable, understandable metaphor of throwing away your adult responsibilities like the Yakuza to tend to a child who genuinely just needs a good role model in her life because her mom is in a coma and her dad is a Yakuza boss. Yeah. And I really, really like this message. He's not trying to become her father figure or try to replace her parents, but he's just trying to give her hope that there's a better world and I think ultimately he kind of wishes he would have had that kind of role model for himself. Yeah. I also like the fact that she does make him want to be a better person. Not because he thinks the Yakuza was a bad path for him, but because he's kind of a sociopath. And he's never had anybody tell him that he's a kind person or see any good side to him before. Yeah. Including his boss who put him up to this job in the first place. (laughs) Look, you're my right-hand man for a reason. Not because you're a good guy. Bottom text. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm... (laughs) really really loving the show I was worried this would go too much into the comedy so if you're looking for something like Hina Matsuri go rewatch Hina Matsuri <laughs> but if you're looking for something that's just kind of more of a slice of life but is also quite enjoyable this one's a really good fit yeah it's not Hina Matsuri nope not, a, not even close I should really go rewatch Hinamatsuri instead of watching all the anime that I said that I should watch to get caught up on this season. <laughs> <laughs> right. Same though. 
So let's go ahead and get into one that you've been watching this season. Uh, have you been watching Lucifer and Biscuit Hammer? So I watched the first episode. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about this. I feel like I need to watch one more episode of it. It's so great. I love it. <laughs> It's so dry humor. I don't know. What it is. It's it's so stupid. I love it. It's so stupid. I was watching it. I was expecting something grand and amazing from what everybody's been like selling it as, and I'm just like, this is like visual novels level <laughs> of animation mixed with what could be the dumbest plot I've ever heard of, ever. It is! It's and it tries so to sell itself as being super serious. It's so great! Neither of the main characters are good people. Nope. And I don't know if this is quite enough comedy for me to be super invested in it, but I am intrigued. It does change a little bit from the first episode. Okay, the first I'll have episode to watch really, the episode. first episode really is like an introduction to the characters. I'll have to watch the second episode because I was like the first episode left me kind of scratching my head a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this show is about this guy who just kind of like wakes up to a talking lizard so you know naturally you yeet that shit out the window to find out that the lizard <laughs> is actually a knight who was sent to be his aide in helping them save the world from some great evil after finding the princess that they're sworn to protect yep turns and out so the he princess tries to eat the lizard again <laughs> <laughs> turns out the princess is his next door neighbor who only wants to save the world so she could be the one to destroy it. Yep. So, so the story is, there's, there's like these golems, you know, like, I, I don't know why there's these golems. They're just, they just are. Okay, that's what they're called. And they'll appear and they will attack the princess and the knights. They don't really attack normal people for whatever reason. Um... I think I think the princess's older sister just thinks these kids are Chunibyo. Which makes sense. You know? Because it kind the of princess's fits The princess's older sister is also the main character's teacher. Yeah. yeah. So so it just kind of... It does kind of fit in line with, like, what they're talking about. Um, but one of these golems is just a giant fucking hammer in space that at some point is just going to destroy the earth. Particularly a biscuit hammer. A biscuit hammer. Which must be a British thing. I guess. I was sitting there watching this and I'm like, what the fuck is a biscuit hammer? And my first thought is like, this can't be an American thing. This has to be a British thing. But yeah, I like the fact that the main girl is just kind of like, fuck you, biscuit hammer. I'm going to destroy this place. She's like, pledge your fealty to me so we can destroy that thing. And then I can destroy this thing beneath our feet. And he was just like, I will follow your every word, which is the most Generation Z bullshit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> right? Like, these kids are definitely this generation. <laughs> like, Yeah, they are. It really is interesting. Like I said, the, last, the first episode kind of left me scratching my head. And I'm just like, I don't know if this show is good or bad. 
Yeah. It's kind of both. It, it is. It's got that really dry humor, and it's genuinely entertaining. I think when everybody was raving about this anime, I was expecting something completely different. Mm-hmm. But I don't... I don't know if it's bad or not. I will have to watch episode two and let you guys know. Yeah. It's fun. I love it. That's good. That's good that it's fun, because I'm like... The whole first... I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> it had some really good moments, and then it had some really bad moments, and I'm like, I guess this balance is out? It's not generic, like, Shine On Bakamatsu Bad Boys, but it's also kind of that... Almost a little bit too weird. Yeah. Yeah. An anime I'm watching this season that has very similar vibes, that has that very dry humor and that very, like, I don't know if this is good or bad, but you know which is one of those things that you just need to shut up and laugh about is actually one that's simulcasting on Netflix this season, and it is called uh, Uncle from Another World. Mm-hmm. And my god, this might be the best hidden gem this season. And the fact that it's on Netflix makes me think that less people are even going to watch it because everybody currently has a personal vendetta against Netflix. But while you're currently uh, paying for it to watch Stranger Things, you may as well watch this as well. And this anime is so ridiculously fantastic. If you were thinking, man, I wish that anime would come up with the same kind of humor that I saw in Kramate High School when I was watching anime in the early 2000s, this anime is for you, because this is an anime about a guy who was hit by a truck in the year 2000. Anime didn't exist in the early 2000s. <laughs> so this is an anime about a man who was hit by a truck in the early 2000s and went into a coma because of it. And then 17 years later, once his whole family has fallen apart due to him being in a coma, he suddenly awakes from that coma with the doctors and nurses saying that he's speaking gibberish and has just gone completely mental. And they contact his nephew to come and basically give him the bad news that he can't stay in the hospital anymore and now he has to figure out how to make his life, like, piece his life back together. Only for the nephew to find out that his uncle has actually been isekai'd into another world during that entire 17 years. And now has the ability to perform magic and various other things that he learned from that other world. And so naturally the nephew does the responsible thing and decides to exploit his uncle for YouTube views and money and let, and let him live in his apartment since he also recently lost a roommate. Yeah. And most of the anime is basically just the uncle telling his nephew about his many journeys through this isekai world only for the nephew to realize that isekai is kind of a popular trope at this point. But a lot of those really popular isekai tropes didn't exist in the year 2000 when his uncle was isekai'd in the first place. So things like the meeting the half-elf girl in the other world who's actually a tsundere who secretly cares about you, but doesn't want you to know that she cares about you and will follow you to the ends of the earth was not a popular trope when he was isekai'd into the other world. Yep. So the entire time his uncle was in the other world, he thought this tsundere girl who totally had the hots for him actually hated him and wanted him to die. I was following him because she had nothing better to do. And he was constantly trying to ditch her. <laughs> the, oh. other, the other really painful thing is that even though he was isekai'd into another world, he looked exactly the same 
and was apparently so ugly that the people of this world put him in as a new classification of orcs. Oh boy, that's rough. <laughs> so everywhere he went, the people tried to hunt him down. But it gained him a lot of experience. I bet. So most of his stories are basically just him trying to explain something that he completely misunderstood the entire time he was there, while his nephew, who was a bit of an isekai enthusiast, knows exactly what was going on. Much to his uncle's dismay. <laughs> but because of this, he gets to make money on YouTube of things like pretending to stab his uncle while the knife actually goes into another reality, or his uncle performing tricks with magic. Gotta get that YouTube Gotta revenue. Gotta get that YouTube revenue. His uncle's also very, very conveniently really good at traveling at very high speeds, which means that they find out if they order things online, they can choose pickup instead of delivery and have it delivered same day without having to pay the shipping fees. Oh shit, yeah. So exploit your isekai uncle for profit, the anime. <laughs> oh, that's great. Apparently his uncle was also one of those people that prior to being isekai he was completely obsessed with Sega, with his first romance being Sonic and Tails. <laughs> and most okay. of his knowledge of people being characters from video games that were popular on the Sega franchise. To his very, very upset finding out that the Sega no longer makes consoles and now the console war is strictly between Nintendo and Sony in Japan. Yep. And Sega's completely dropped out. Which makes him regret ever coming back to this world in the first place. I mean, same though. To the point where he even has a spell that allows him to forget all of the trauma that he has learned over the years of spending 17 years in this other world where he was hunted. And this spell And he, he was... decides to use it to forget the that Sega doesn't compete in the console wars anymore. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this anime is fantastic. It's I'm only one episode in, and this might be the funniest show of the season. So if you do still have a Netflix account, I highly recommend checking out My Uncle from Another World. Alright. So, moving on. Uh, I don't know what else I'm watching, to be honest. Um, there's one that we both watched. Tokyo Mew Mew, I think, <laughs> is, that a one's back? is a remake. It's a reboot, yeah. So, so like, if you want to check that out. Yeah. That's, that's an anime from, what, 90s, early 2000s? A classic, you mean. I don't know, I never watched Tokyo Mew <laughs> I've never watched it. I've seen, like, half an episode, I think. So, yeah. I mean, congrats to the people that are watching it. I I haven't. Yeah. I got the opportunity to give the podcast a belly rub. Oh. And I'm taking advantage of it right now. I do not blame you. <laughs> I think he's just trying to get away from me, but... Yeah. <laughs> but I got a belly rub out of it. So, with that, there's one that we both did watch... I don't know how to feel about this one yet. I'm still only one episode in on this. I meant to watch more of it, but every time I go to watch more of this, I just feel like 
do I really want to watch more of this anime? I'm genuinely curious. It is Smile of the Arsnotira. Arsnotoria. Of, yeah. Something something. Long title. Yeah. Ar- Arsnotoria the anime. Yeah. This is one... I remember seeing Good Smile drop merchandise for this anime literally the day before episode one aired, and I thought, wow, that's really fucking cocky. That's a, High hopes for that thing, don't Right? I'm like, I know this is probably a gotcha game or some other, like, major franchise outside of the anime, the fact that they have to throw the anime at the end of the title. But I was like, man, Good Smile has way too much faith in this, and I've already also seen major scale figures for this anime come out of all the girls in cat outfits... I don't know if that's canon or not, but I'm just kind of like, these girls look like they're 14 years old. Why are we putting them in sexy cat outfits? Um, Because sexy cat outfits? Apparently, yeah. So it's cute girl. Like, the first impression of this is cute girls doing cute things. The whole first episode is completely dedicated to tea time. And this is when I found out that Good Smile is actually one of the people behind this anime in the first place, which is why there's already so much merch of this series. But also, I thought, I'm like, wow, this is just basically K-On. But I guess with a magic system, it's... This is, this is K-On, but with magic instead of band. Yeah, and it's like cute girls doing cute things the anime. And I'm thinking, I'm like, well, I'm not really going to invest in this too much because this isn't my type of anime genre that I'm super into. Maybe Tyler will watch it for me this season. And then the last three minutes of the episode happen... And you hear that voice. I need to learn this voice actor's name, but everybody knows his voice. He was the narrator from fucking, um, what's it called? Really sad anime of last year. But he's also, uh, Nanami and Jujutsu Kaisen. He's Ogata and Golden Kamui. He's... That really sinister, sexy voice that everybody fucking knows. And you know if you hear that voice, shit is getting really serious. His voice came out in the last three minutes of this episode. And then we got to see bloodshed and slaughter and all these knives basically coming in and fucking shit up. And I'm like, what the hell kind of left turn did we just make from tea time at Hogwarts? Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know what this anime is about. Same though. I'm like, so thoroughly confused. Like, like I, I did watch the second episode. I didn't watch the third because, well, I just wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. And I still don't. I'm kind of in the same boat as you. It's like, okay, I don't know how to feel about this show. Um, but I feel at some point they're going to, the, the violence and the magical Hogwarts are going to collide. Mm-hmm. You know, because at one point, you know, one of the girls mentions like, "Oh, you, you don't want to fight a knight, or you don't want to meet a knight. They're, you know, they'll, they're evil. They'll, you know, they'll kill you. Blah blah blah. Like some offhand comment like that." Yeah, there's an entire five-minute scene in the first episode where the main girl is just trying to open a jar of jam, and I'm like, "Wow, that's the major conflict of this anime." Apparently, fucking not. <laughs> right. So I don't know what this anime is about. The character designs are very cute. I just kind of wish I knew who to recommend this anime to. Because I (laughs) don't fucking know. Yep. I really don't. So I will have to give this one a few more episodes before making an actual call on this. But 
I'm stunned. I'm shocked. I don't know what to talk about. And that kind of sums up what this entire fucking anime season is like. I don't know who to recommend these shows to. If anybody were to come up to me and be like, what anime would you recommend this season? I don't know. I really don't. I think there are good shows this season. But I just feel like I've lost my mind. I feel like we are hitting some kind of weird rut in this podcast where we just don't know what to fucking talk about anymore because anime is going through a weird growth spurt right now. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I think we're also just kind of in a weird place. So I don't think the season's great, but I think there's some pretty good gems that you could pick up. And for the most part of people, I think people are going to be focused on continuing series this season. Yeah. And I think that's fine. I think Overlord fans and Rent-A-Girlfriend fans and uh, Classroom of the Elite fans are all very happy right now. And people who have patiently been waiting and on hunger strike until uh, Devil's Part-Timer returns are very happy and enjoying their first meal in five years. Yeah. I think that's all very good things. But I just... That, that sweet, sweet first bite of McDonald's burger is gonna be amazing. Or katsu fried chicken. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what KFC is called in that anime, but I like to think it's katsu fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, Tyler and I have made an unofficial promise to each other that if we ever do make it to Japan, which is a goal of ours at some point, one of the restaurants we will be uh, eating at while we're there. Like, we really want to embrace the cultural, like, culinary side of Japan. Like, we want to eat good ramen. We want to eat good sushi. We want to eat things we've never heard of before. But we've already promised we will eat at a Kentucky Fried Chicken while we're Got in Japan. It. We Got have it. to. It is one of our dreams at this point. We are so <laughs> damn curious about Kentucky Fried Chicken in Japan. And I think that's the signal for us to stop. Yeah, we are getting fireworks <laughs> happening right now, you guys. So we are going to go ahead and wrap it up. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you guys. for listening. Bye. Bye.